I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Alright, in three, two, and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Coming back from the middle of nowhere. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, so I've been at this retreat thing for the past, I guess, three days, and I have one small story that would be great for the pod. This is like your 12th retreat of the year, right? It feels like every yes. other weekend you're going yes. to some campground in the middle of nowhere for a church retreat. I, it's exactly what it is. Do you guys have and, church uh, or you just go out in the woods and just build fires? <laughs> uh, no, this one. So this one was uh, middle school age. And, you know, we're both kind of at the age to where Us? I don't know. Like we're, we're both at the age to where like we don't really feel like old very often to where there's not very many things that happen. And you're especially you're when like, I'm at on Mavs Moneyball slack. I don't feel old. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but, I live near my grandparents. so I'm with old people all the time, <laughs> but this weekend we had, I had a moment and I'm like, wow, it, it just was really eye opening. Yes. So this, these middle schoolers, they had, they had like a lip sync battle and there were different groups and each group was handed a song. And uh, this big group of kids, I was handed this uh, little note, and they they open up the note, and they're like, "Baby" by Justin Bieber. What is that? Wait, really? And I was blown away. I mean, I'm not. It's not like I have Bieber posters in my room, but it's the most on. watched video on YouTube, right? I mean, Isn't we it still we the we, most watched video on YouTube history. <laughs> you know what? Be what I mean? What Bieber's capable of? You know what? Uh, <laughs> baby by. Uh, <laughs> Do I know what Bieber is capable of? Do, I don't do know, we know if I know who Bieber, what Bieber is capable of. I was just blown away that majority of that group, there were a few girls in there that knew the song, but the majority of that massive group of middle schoolers had no clue what that song was. Um, and, I would like to also point out that middle schoolers lie about literally everything and sometimes lie about things that don't make any sense because they feel like if they say that they do know the Justin Bieber song then everyone will make fun of them. And I Ooh. can imagine a middle schooler just saying, no, I don't know what that is, even though deep down they, they have it in a playlist somewhere. There were a bunch of girls in that group that I didn't know. I can understand some guys trying to be like super tough. No, i never never seen that before. Who's that? <laughs> I'm like, no, shut up, bro. It's okay. We all know what. Like, do you know that Ludacris is? <laughs> um, anyway. In the song. So anyway, that was my uh, shining moment. Uh, there was also uh, obviously some uh, uh, good moments for the weekend, but that was a uh, that was your one wow. shining moment. Uh, yeah, that was my one shining moment from uh, NCAA first weekend. Dang! All right, on the podcast today, we're going to talk about Porzingis. Ah, oh, can't get enough of Porzingis talk. But Tim McMahon had a massive piece. About Let's go, Tim. Porzingis. Tim's great. Literally, I'll- just what Tim did was it wasn't a long piece. It wasn't an like. A de- it wasn't a very uh, complicated piece. He just literally said, all right, there's, what, six big questions, five or six big questions that Mavs fans have had about Porzingis. And kind of the only things that Mavs fans want to know right now. There are things we want to know for next season, right? But, but for the immediate future, these are the six six things that Mavs fans want to know. Here's all the things. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I asked him all the things. I got answers for all the things. Boom. It's right here in this article. So I'm basically just going to read it today because there's just so much in this. We're going to read through it. We're going to gonna break it down. Uh, there's just a lot of different you know little nuggets in there that I don't want to gloss over. And so that's what we're going to do today. Um, we did a bonus pod on the Mavericks versus the Warriors game. So if you're here looking for that, uh, Isaac still hasn't watched it because he was in the middle of the wilderness. <laughs> he yeah, will probably so this- watch it at some point, but... <laughs> This weekend, I I caught bits and pieces of the game. I, I want to watch it in full all together, and I will the next day or so. But uh, obviously, I missed two things this week. I missed the, the Warriors game live, and I missed another great debate on this stupid, quote, race of rookie of the year. Listen, I, I'm just going to say my piece on it, and then I'm done talking about it. I haven't tweeted about this because I'm done tweeting about it. It's not even a debate. It's not even a race. And now we have other NBA players like trying to speak out on it because it's kind of like the new cool thing. And it's not because it's not like, don't try to create some of all people, Donnie Mitchell, man. I, I love Donovan Mitchell, but bro, you of all people should know. He's like, got to stick up for the second, for the number two guys in the world. Like you got to know. And here's my thing. I need better players to come out before that. That's even a story about NBA players. Okay, hey, Blake, Griffin, Cruz, Blake Griffin said something. I mean, congrats, Blake Griffin. Thank you. I'm, I am so happy that you He's have gonna be third team all NBA this season. We've had stars all season after games. Talk about how great Luke is from the very beginning of you the got, season. You got to know that, that guys are saying the same stuff about Trey young when they go play against him too. That's bull crap. No, not from the very beginning of the season recently. Yeah. But it's like everybody just forgets that the first it has there been any point has there been a thirty day stretch? I'm not, I'm not gonna let you talk about this anymore. We've talked about it way too. Has much. there been a thirty day stretch in the season in which you could not argue for Luka Doncic to be Rookie of the Year? And you could say that with Trey Young, and it, it's just stupid. It's not. I'm done talking about it. Luka's gonna win. People are trying to make it a debate, and I mean it. Quite. It's just ironic that Luka has a triple double in three quarters against the defending champs and uh you know people want to try to make something but players players obviously didn't like Luca before the season they didn't give their votes for him they didn't give their votes for him at all-star for the all-star nod right I mean the rookies didn't give him the votes heading into the season as the next like superstar of the class he didn't get all-star votes from the players that's what held him back right we broke it we broke it down and now like it's obviously what whatever it's stupid. We're done talking about it. It's not a debate. It's not a race. Quit we tweeting. We'll talk about, about it. it until randomly he loses on the awards night and we all get up in arms. The only I've said this a thousand times. The only way he could possibly lose is if he shut down and didn't play. And even at this point, now it, he has nine games left. So yeah, I mean, even at this point, it doesn't matter. Like he he just put up a triple double and people think he's like lost ground. Like get out of here. He's it's done away. But hats off to his tweet though. His tweet was epic. It was great. <laughs> just a gif. Just a gif of yes. his face. If you can ever gif your your own face as a response, it's just it, you win. That's it. You win. Hey, um, wait. Speaking of that, us, 10-second rundown. Give me 10 seconds why I should watch it. Oh, the movie? Yeah. It will make you think deeper than any other normal horror movie. It's not just this one-off where there's just this one well, family. It's that, Jordan Peele. Of course you're going to think. Exactly. It's not just this one-off where there's this one family chased by their doppelgangers. It's, it's a whole bigger conspiracy behind it. And it it serves to a broader point that I didn't understand until I read something through it. Because I didn't understand, you know, I wasn't born in the 80s. So like, there's certain things, you know, back then when the, when Lupita Nyong'o's character was a girl that, that 
stretched into this whole other story. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't even realize that. So it's, uh, it's a little deeper. It's different. It makes you think. And, uh, and it was a good movie. I mean, there's some plot holes. I won't tell you what those were, but you can uh, try to find those for yourself. I probably won't watch it, but I'm intrigued by the storyline. Anyway, that's all I wanted to ask. Sorry. There you go. Uh, so we did a bonus podcast yesterday, me and Jimmy from All Things Mavs. And so you can go check that out. We broke down the game. We had a lot of fun doing it. Broke down some stats. I made Jimmy try to guess. Um, the I made Jimmy try to guess the uh, only player. So there's seven players that have scored 20 plus points in a game at 40 years, 40 years old or older. It took a long time, and I had a lot of fun with it. it. Um, <laughs> do you know who's number one on the list? Kareem. Michael Jordan. Kareem is number two. Michael Jordan was number one. Every every stat is Michael Jordan or Wilt, that, and Wilt didn't play till he's forty. So, of course, um, MJ because he's the goat. All right, on today's show though, we will talk about Kristaps Porzingis. There is a, a lot of stuff with this McMahon article. We're gonna break it down. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, Kristaps Porzingis. Coming back. All right, Isaac, but before we do that, today's podcast, the Locked On Mavericks podcast, as well as the entire Locked On NBA network, is sponsored by Wise. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only 20 bucks. Isaac, did I just say $20? 20 bucks. You know what you can get with 20 bucks? A lot of blow pop suckers. <laughs> Is that what you had to get this weekend for your for your retreat? I did, but I would sacrifice that for a Wise camera. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products accessible to everyone, and twenty dollars is accessible to pretty much anyone. Uh, check on your home anytime with Wise's live stream app. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus. Live stream with eight times digital zoom. You can zoom in. It has a two way voice, so you can you can yell at somebody if they're in your house. God forbid anyone would be in your house, but wouldn't it just be funny just to yell at them to see their face? If you could talk <laughs> to your dog. You could talk to your dog. Yeah, this is this is bigger yeah. than just security. You can do all kinds of different things. Uh, nothing is too small for a wise camera to watch. Twenty dollars. I mean, you you get it. It get it comes with a uh, comes with a you know power cord. You just plug it in, keep it in there, any in, anywhere in your house you want to put it. Uh, and it also has a free rolling 14-day cloud storage. So if something happens, there's an incident in your home, you can go back 14 days, watch all the footage, and watch and try to figure out what happened. Or maybe your kids did something. Isaac, you have a child now. This is something he's going to start crawling soon. He's going to start walking soon. This is something that you're going to have to think about. So you can set this up. You can see what happened. Uh, maybe a babysitter incident, and then you can fire that babysitter with just cause. How did you get this scratch on yet? Hold up. Let me pull up my Wise camera app on my phone. Go back two days, and now I've seen that you fell and hit your head on the corner of the table, and it's the babysitter's fault, and now she's fired. There's a bunch of other features that you can get on the website, too. For $10 more, Wise Campan gives you 360 coverage, so you can look around in just in under three seconds. Uh, and again, you get that free rolling 14-day cloud storage. It works with Alexa. Uh, you can track different things. It comes with that motion sensor as well. You can get that. And to get all this, 20, just 20 bucks, go to the wisecom slash locked url that's wyze.com slash locked to go and get that for just 20 bucks this is probably something that i'm gonna do because i've i've laid in my bed and just been worried that i heard something in the kitchen and just to flick on my phone hit the wise app to see what's going on in there to check on my dog while i'm away you know just things like that so 
it's probably something I'm going to take advantage on. So wyze.com slash locked. All right, Isaac, let's get to this Porzingis article. Let's just I'm just going to read through it, and you you just tell me when to stop, or I'll tell us when to stop, okay? You going to read through this whole thing? It's not that big. Okay. It's not that long. I'll, I'll blow through it. For Chris Porzingis, the most difficult part of sticking to the plan for his comeback when he steps onto the steps into his closet before heading into the arena for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, my God. That's the hardest thing for me to wake up on game days. Go through shoot-around with the team, then have to pick a suit to wear for the game. Porzingis told ESPN his most extensive sit-down interview since the New York Knicks traded him to the Dallas Mavericks. Stop. That is very true. Um, one, this plays into who Tim McMahon is because we've always said there are three people you trust in math coverage. I feel like this is a running running thing. Tim McMahon, Mark Stein, Brad Townsend. That's your three guys. That's who you go through and with. You. <laughs> That's who you go to for like actual knowledge about the team and everything. That's who you trust. And so Tim McMahon, he has these. Even though this isn't long, you go back to like the Parsons piece. Like he he has this ability. He has so many connections with an organization. A lot of players respect him. Some players don't like him sometimes because he is so honest, and uh, and that's what makes him such a good reporter and 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 writer for ESPN. So Porzingis has yet to do this type of interview with anybody, and we've talked about the media plan for him on this podcast numerous times of how three or four weeks ago he wasn't going to talk to the media until the summer. And since then, he's did all these on TV interviews and talked, and he's you know he's fine. He walks in the locker room, and media's in there. He was greeting us, to, "Hey, how you all doing?" And he talks stuff after like that. Practice, <laughs> yeah. And that's just yeah. It, it's uh, he is settling into Dallas right now. So he obviously knew this isn't a type of interview in which you know it's just random one off questions. This is obviously a thing between him and Tim that. Uh, they did on the road. I think it was in Golden State, and yeah. that Tim had set up previously, probably, and they they went through these questions, and he knew it was hitting the ESPN. So none of this is like by surprise or anything like that. Nope. he answered all the questions that we've been saying, and we're I'm uh I'm glad that he did because it kind of puts some stuff to bed. Now we don't get to, to speculate as much as we'd like to. You know how we like to speculate on this podcast, but there's still some speculation you could do uh, in between the lines on this. Yeah. Porzingis told ESPN, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's the toughest thing for me. I hate my suits. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Porzingis' suit game is, is is on. I don't know what he, why no, he's hating actually, suits. Yeah, I like his fashion a lot. <laughs> From Porzingis, not that I hate the suits, but I hate picking them for the game for game day. It's so weird that I'm not able to. I am able to, but I'm not playing yet. It's the game day, and I feel like it's the game day, but you just got to pick a suit and wear it, and you're there. That's got to be super hard for a guy that you know just to sit there every single day, and that's probably why he wasn't around the Knicks and just wasn't you know with the team because that's just got to be depressing, you know, to to get ready for game day. You have your routine, and you go through. They probably he probably goes through a similar routine, or at least some things are similar. But then instead of putting on the shorts, you got to put on your slacks, suit jacket. You know the shirt. This is the stage in which it would it would suck the most. You know, obviously rehab and all the stuff at the very beginning of rehab. Uh, I can imagine. I've never tore my ACL. I I did have like reconstructive foot surgery like three years ago, and I do remember like those first you know few weeks or months. It, you know, it was difficult, but it you know you kind of worked around it. 
for me, the toughest part was when is the doctor still like holding you back when you get a year, a year down the road. And for him, especially now he's going, you know, he's going through practice. He did a five on five practice, three on three. He's always with the team. You know, he's like getting closer to the other guys on the team, even beyond Luka Doncic. And so like, you know, it kills him. (laughs) The fact that he can't, when he takes his, his, practice warm-up clothes off like everybody else before the game and they're putting on their jerseys he has to put on the suit and the competitor that's in him it, it has to eat me alive exactly I'm, I'm gonna skip a couple of stuff and a couple of things in here porzingis is fully recovered from the torn acl and his left knee suffered on february 6 2018 he has resumed full basketball activities with the exception of playing in games he said he feels great mentally and physically and he has better athletic test results these are the things that he has tested better in than before. More power generated, more explosiveness, better lateral movement than he did before suffering the injury. Better la- lateral movement is the one that, that's kind of interesting to me. And I guess the explosive one too, because on offense he does have, there is a little element of explosiveness to his game just because of, of how oh, big he sure. is. The, the explosion kind of catches a lot of guys off guard. Uh, but the lateral the- movement is what he's going to need to help on defense. The explosiveness is what I've been worried about. Because that's what determines his ceiling. His floor, yeah. his floor is still high because he's still seven three and he can still protect the rim and he can still hit a jump shot. Yeah, Dirk just scored twenty one the other night. He's forty years old. That, that's kind of exactly. Porzingis is going to be able to do that. But what made Por, what made Porzingis so unique and special? Why he was called the unicorn is he can move. So, I mean, he explodes to the basket and can, he jumps so high and could dunk on people and could chase down blocks. And that explosiveness at seven, three, I think we mentioned on the pod, he's like tied for the tallest player in the league, right? Well, soon taco fall is going to take, take both of them down. Oh, taco. Oh, that's a whole game. Yeah. Bo- be Boban dude. and Porzingis, the two tallest guys, but I mean, but there you go. The two tallest guys in the league and look at the differences between the two. Boban's awesome, but look how grounded he is and just his type of movement stuff. Porzingis out there, I'm not saying he's not Durant, but like he moves gracefully at that size. That is, you just don't see it. You look at the Joel Embiid's and um, Jokic or like even Stephen Adam. Like I'm just looking, go bear. These guys across the league that, I mean, Porzingis just moves completely different than those guys. Yeah, you don't want any of those guys really, except for maybe Jokic to cross somebody up <laughs> and that's what Borzingas can do yeah yeah and beat a little bit but yeah a little bit here it depends on the person however Porzingis will not play until next season following the plan he agreed to over a year ago in consultation with his most trusted advisors Ooh, house Porzingis is now forming with his older brother and agent Giannis Porzingis and physical therapist Manolo Valdivizo yeah that's all you somebody will tweet at us <laughs> and say oh my gosh you butchered the saying uh but yeah definitely stop there that that has been yes that has been the plan all along that's we've talked about this on the podcast of this plan they mentioned it at the press conference this plan was set in place before he even got to dallas that he would not play this season and they would be working on everything else now that he's fully recovered, but everything else after the recovery. And yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of things have been made about his brother Giannis and how he is kind of the head of his camp and doing his thing. I've seen him multiple times at, at the AAC. And uh, the interesting one is the Manolo guy 
because Dallas actually hired him and he's on the staff now and he's been he's working with Casey Smith and you know everything like that so like the re- they really rolled out the red carpet for for Porzingis and yeah and they should they knew that yeah, he said that exact thing in this article. The Mavs readily accepted the plan after trading for Porzingis and added Valdezivo to their staff to work in consultation with head athletic trainer Casey Smith and director of athletic performance Jeremy Holsopel. Holsopel? Yeah. Holsopel. yeah. Porzingis said he is grateful for how smooth the Mavs have made this transition to a new team. I bet he is. Sometimes you just have to accept you know, what a guy's bringing in and just try and, and integrate – Porzingis's camp with the Mavericks. If there was this whole wall between the Mavericks and Porzingis, it would throw up some red flags for us and say, "Man, this, you know, something's." I mean, in in a way, the Lonzo Ball situation right now is kind of you can kind of compare that. Lonzo's guy, Lonzo had his own guy, he had his own brand, and you know, the Lakers didn't really embrace really any of that. And now you can kind of see what happens when you have your own guys. <laughs> With the Lonzo Ball situation, gets money stolen from him and all this stuff, and now he's apparently leaving Big Baller Brand because he deleted he deleted every single post from his Instagram of of a Big Baller mention. Good. Anyway, he deleted pictures with his with him and his dad. He deleted all this stuff, and apparently he's moving to Nike. Um, but that stuff can just be messy. I'm not saying that Borzingas' guys are are steering him wrong or anything like that, but that kind of stuff can be messy. And so for the Mavericks to embrace that and just try and um, it's almost also like like legalizing marijuana. Like it's gonna happen. He's gonna consult with these guys. He's gonna <laughs> consult with these guys outside of it. But legalizing it is kind of like the Mavericks bringing him in, where now it can be tracked, it can be taxed, it can be. You can see it's above board now. Or legalizing sports gambling, I can put it that way too. Uh, it's now on board. The Mavericks now can see all this stuff that's happening with Porzingis, with these guys that, that are consulting with him, uh, as far as you know his health and the Manolo guy and all that kind of stuff. I was going to go with a different analogy. Um, you don't have to. I just gave you two. That right, was great. That. No, but here's the thing. The Mavericks have experience with this. The greatest player in franchise yeah. history, we have Holger. And you know, even though Holger's not officially on staff, he's not you know officially. When Dirk, it was a package deal. They, they knew when Dirk, you know, was doing his thing, like, and for the past twenty years, I mean, ever Holger's family. Like when Holger walks around that place, he has some the highest respect from everybody. People and ask just talk- for selfies. You guys that are listening, ask for selfies with Holger because he is part of it. Yes, they show him on the jumbotron. The training staff, the it, player interns over the past couple of years talking to him about Holger and and the outfits he wears and how much he talks to him and interacts with him sometimes. Same jacket he's been wearing for eighty years. <laughs> Same jeans and. <laughs> Just, but you see that there is a, there's a bond there that Dallas allowed that to happen. You know, they didn't have to do that. You know, they didn't have to, you know, say, Hey, this is obviously your guy. And, and to this day, 21st season, there are still times that we walk into practice sometimes and they're still on the opposite end of the court. Just them two, Holger and Dirk. They barely, they're barely even talking. They're going through the same routine they've done for two decades. And Dallas obviously lets that happen and they've let it happen for for years so there is a foundation there that they can point to and say you know what hey obviously we're gonna get to know who this Manolo guy is and the Giannis brother and stuff but look we did it with our best player in franchise history so there's a at least a game plan they can build off of exactly let's take a quick break when we come back more about Porzingis 
his injury, and then his potential plans for this offseason. All right, Isaac, so the article goes on about Porzingis and how he you know, can get impatient. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, and then he goes he goes into this, this whole section about how he's done and how this injury has affected him. Porzingis says, I'm really proud of myself for staying this patient with the knee and taking my time. There hasn't been a lot of cases of a seven foot three guy tearing his ACL. The good thing about this injury is that it was a contact injury. If it was not a contact injury, there would be much it would be much more dangerous for me. But it was a contact injury. That means my body mechanics are fine. And this is this is a big this is kind of a big deal, right? And, and we knew this, but the idea that, you know, this isn't a Dennis Smith Jr. jump mechanics kind of thing. This isn't something where yeah. we have to look at this and worry about it in the future. Uh, where it's like, you know, the Derrick Rose, Dennis Smith Jr. situation where we were looking at it saying, man, anytime Dennis Smith Jr. lands, he just makes you nervous. And uh, But with Porzingis, it wasn't a problem with his, you know, the mechanics of how he landed or how he ran or anything like that. Um, this is this was a, a contact injury. He ran into somebody. He was, you know, posting up, did all this, and uh, tore his ACL, just like any player would have done. And I think, but I, I think they're also expanding on that too, of seeing how he does move and seeing how he, you know, making sure that even post ACL that he's not going to do because he has had some other lingering injuries sure. after you know besides the ACL. So, is there anything that they can do mechanics wise that they can take a load off of that? And so, with him being fully recovered right now. A lot of people wonder. Okay, well, they say he says in an article that it's been word for a while that okay, well, he's fully recovered. What's the holdup? I think that they are looking at every little thing. You're just giving it the extra time. Of it, are there any things, any techniques that you can implement into your game or mechanics to take a little pressure off the ACL and all that? I think there is some, yeah, some tweaking to that. But as far as the yeah the 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 massive thing like the dentist you know landing type of stuff. It was a contact thing, so that makes you feel better. Still, Porzingis talking. Now what I've been doing is just getting better with them. I'll keep doing that this whole summer, keep working on my body, keep strengthening my joints, my knees, my ankles, my posture, everything. This is another thing with, with Steph Curry. Steph Curry had all these ankle problems, and you know they gave him that deal, the deal that kind of launched this entire era of, of Golden State. It was a, was it a four-year, a $44 million deal or something like that, yeah. $48 million, $12 million a year for Steph Curry. And he made that when he was winning two MVPs. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty wild to think of that guy making that little money. Even back then, it was it was kind of a uh, you know a crazy contract, but it was a risk for them too because Curry had all these ankle injuries, he had all this stuff going on. But then what the Warriors did was they they looked at his, you know the body mechanics and they realized that he needed to strengthen his hips. And so to take pressure off of his ankles, they, they worked on strengthening his hips. And now Curry has been. You know, he's missed games here and there, and he missed a stretch this year and last year, but he's, you know, pretty much been, you know, go ahead in the NBA. He's played, you know, a ton of games. Yeah. So uh, that's what they're looking at with Porzingis. They're looking at what other things can, can work to take, you know, pressure off of his knee or his legs or whatever is going on. Uh, he continues, due to the team's schedule, Porzingis has participated in only one full practice with the Mavs. He said he can't wait for the next practice. Having slowly ramped up from playing one-on-one to being cleared for full scrimmage work, Coach Rick Carlisle has described Porzingis' performance in that practice as spectacular. Goes on to talk about everything super positive. Um, we understood when this trade happened that he, him playing this year was very unlikely. 
Uh, we understand the most important thing of a player uh, for a player of that caliber is his health. Uh, blah blah blah. He goes on it. Porzingis doubts he could have stomach sitting out the entire season if the Mavs were contending for a playoff spot, but that isn't an issue. Okay, does that mean that he would play if the Mavericks were contending for the playoffs right now? Uh, you read what, however you want to into that. I'm reading right. I'm reading right between those lines, Isaac. I'm highlighting, <laughs> pointing my finger right between those lines. I think he would have played if the Mavericks were in a playoff hunt. All right, can we go ten seconds and just imagine if Dallas was like really in that hunt right now? They're fighting. They're like a game back, and like right now they bring back Porzingis to and Porzingis helps them win like five straight. They get into the playoffs and win a couple. You know, and maybe they move up to the seven and take Denver to like a seven game series. Anyway, that's too, that's not fair. I can imagine what the podcast numbers would look like after that happened. I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> man that would be awesome though that would oh, man but it's not that's gonna happen next year when they land like year. the fourth seed in the west we're excited for that next year all right and here's the big one Porzingis, who will be a restricted free agent the mavs plan to sign to a five-year 158 million dollar maximum contract this summer is preparing to help dallas end a three-year playoff drought next season they're preparing to offer they're gonna give it to him they're gonna give him the full the full enchilada oh, for sure. oh yeah yeah, I mean that, that's it. I, I don't think they make the trade without that being on the table. So that that's a no. That's the no brainer right there. And obviously, um, were you a little bit concerned that they wouldn't offer him the full thing because of the injury no, issues? No, not not a single doubt. And that is, yes, that is my opinion and a little sourced opinion. Ooh, it was no brainer. Porzingis said, for me personally, the goal is to take that first step at least and make the playoffs. It's kind of crazy, but Porzingis has I mean, it's not crazy if you think about who he just played for with, with the Knicks, but Porzingis hasn't been in the playoffs either for how good he is as a player. Well, I forgot. I'm glad you brought that up. I just forgot that he hadn't because he is he is so good and just for some reason I thought he was on that mellow team. Yeah. That like kind of, you know, that made a little run there. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, this this is even better. Like right. I just hadn't even thought that through. And, yeah, I, I liked reading that. They're going to be so motivated to make the playoffs next year. Oh, my gosh. And they're going to be everybody's like favorite trendy pick, especially after the summer and whoever else they bring. Not out. until Luka turns into a heel. Not until Luka becomes the villain. Oh, it, yeah. It's been, well, it's, I feel like it's already starting to happen. All well, that's Trey Young crap. You can't even say his name right. Because it's – and it sucks because I like Trey Young. I think he's a cool dude, it seems, and I like watching him play basketball, but just dumb people across the league are trying to make us something stupid. This is another big one. Porzingis said he plans to be active in recruiting free agents to sign with the Mavs. This is the biggest sentence Ooh. of the whole the whole piece for me. Because he wouldn't do that if he's not going to stay. Oh, for sure, yes. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, yeah, yes. It is. We've talked about the doubt in which you should not have very much doubt, especially over the past three or four weeks of eliminating that type of doubt. And but this is just another nail in the coffin that, yeah, that this is going to going to be home. And when you see that of, and he tells Tim McMahon of ESPN that. Hey, he's going to be active in recruiting these free agents. He's I mean, going to start him. with recruiting himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's huge. That man, I mean, they're going to be going out, talking to some guys, sending some messages and stuff. Porzingis and Luca, 
and you know Dirk will you know do if he if he needs to probably even if he is or isn't you know going to come back and um that's nice you 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 yes. come into a, a room so you know how they talk about the Hamptons five that all went to recruit Kevin Durant to go yeah. to the Hamptons and they showed up with all their guys imagine going into a room and it's Mark Cuban Rick Carlisle Mark Cuban's not going to be filming no shark tank this summer <laughs> mark cuban if you go film shark tank this summer, i know you're an avid listener of the show if you go and film shark tank instead of going to pitch a free agent it's just it's over between us over. let's just say i mean see so you, so you, you walk into the room it's, it's cuban carlisle donnie nelson dirk porzingis and luca that's it. That's the brain trust. The entire Mavericks organization pretty much in a room. What's crazy is Porzingis probably has more, you know, Porzingis has been in the league longer than, than Luca. So right. Porzingis has more pull of people across the league, but, but people respect the heck out of Luca. Um, internationally. Why, why not? Why would you not come here? They have so many international connections between Luca and Porzingis, you know, international players. And Tony um, Ranzoni too are going to yeah i mean tony ranzoni and the mavericks international apartment is the best in the league and um that's beyond just my bias but the <laughs> the internet internationals across the league who hit the free agent market if porzingis and luca call them up i mean come on i mean it's you clearly have an advantage of recruiting different international international guys and i mean it's it, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy just to see who they can rope in it'll be exciting we have a ton of pods between now and then to talk about it um another thing porzingis said or another thing about porzingis porzingis who expects to play center and power forward for the mavs depending on matchups has spent significant time thinking about which free agents would fit best with him and fellow young franchise cornerstone luka Doncic. that's a sweet line too not yes. just position wise but just the that he you know expanded on the act of recruiting to say that him you know that they that basically him and Luca have pretty much talked about how they're, what other free agents across the league would fit with them. They're sitting at home playing 2K and trading guys back and forth. All right, who who do you think would fit well now with, with us? It's like, all right, now let's play this game and see if this person fits. Let's play with Vooch. Okay, now let's play with KD. Okay, now let's play with Kawhi. It's like, all right. Then. <laughs> My end goal is to be able to win a championship. That's what's on my mind. So I just want to be in a place where everything is done towards making that possible. And there's no other stuff, no other distractions. I need more time, honestly. But I believe this can be the place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the whole thing, the whole I need more time thing. I mean, it's just, I think he's just holding his cards close to him. And of hey, I'm, I can't fully say right now that. This is what I'm gonna do, but yeah, you don't know what the I don't know what the question is, like what what answer that was yeah. to a question, but that's that's what I kind of think it was too. Yeah, so man, everything's you know pointing to that summer. I, I would be, yeah, I would be very, 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 very shocked if this isn't done fairly quick, and if it's not done fairly quick, then there's an order of events and right. everything that they're just yeah and all that stuff. So. The order of operations this summer will be fascinating. It will, and we've talked about it before, but like Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber hitting restricted free agents or being restricted free agents, and if they want to bring them back, what's the price point? If they go out and get another offer quick and just 
they'll have the rights so they if they theoretically waited to get another guy they could go over to cap to bring him back it's just yeah uh, the order of events this summer will be huge there you go that's Porzingis take man it's uh it's very exciting the Porzingis stuff will be awesome I'm excited to finally watch them play basketball in you know what is it September for for preseason um but the most anticipated regular season game in how long I mean, I guess Luke. Dirk, would you say this? If it's Dirk's last say, game, then kind of. Okay. Well, besides that, would you say this opening night with Porzingis and whoever free whatever free agents they bring in would be more anticipated than Luca's first game? Probably not, because there is a lot of mystique around Luca as far as how well he's going to play. But now there's going to be a mystique around Porzingis too. But now that we know how good the two can be together, it's it's going to be very anticipated. Probably. Maybe, okay, maybe more hype towards this and more intrigue. We need to look up ticket prices for both when the time comes. More intrigue towards Luca's debut and more hype towards Luca and Porzingis' debut. Yes. You know? I think I would be, I think I would be, I mean, I was, we were super hyped for Luca's thing, but if it comes we knew, we knew in our heart of hearts that he was going to be as good as he is. Maybe not as good, but we knew he was Not that quick. No, yeah, not that quick. There's a lot of people that thought that he wasn't going to be good, so. Yeah, but the, the countdown for that first game, especially that first home game for Porzingis mm. and Luca mm. and those guys and whoever they bring in, Dirk. that first game together to see them play. Oh my gosh, that first preseason game that we see them. Yes. I mean that's going to be like sold. Hey, the sellout streak. It's going to keep going. It'll continue. <laughs> Seven, what is it? Six hundred and eighty something. Seven hundred straight games. years. <laughs> There you go, guys. Uh, remember, you can go to wise.com slash lock to get that camera we talked about earlier. It, uh, it's kind of security, but it's 20 bucks. wyze.com slash lock just helps us out. helps the network out, help you with security at home. Nothing is too small to watch. You could even, you could do this. You could even put it in front of your TV at home and play it to watch a game while you're at work if it, you don't have the app for it. You just, you can just watch it from there on your phone. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways you can use this app. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.